Hi guys, and welcome back to A Soldier's Faith. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to, uh, to not do this episode, but <clears throat> it's constantly being brought to me. And it mainly goes with the significance of the number seven in the Bible. The number we all think is lucky. There's no such thing as luck. But I just wanted to come and share some things that had been shared with me or brought to my attention. So the number seven, it, it was very symbolic in Near Eastern and Israeli culture and their literature for years. And it, 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 it meant a sense of uh, fullness or, or completeness. And the number seven, if you look at uh, the Hebrew language, spelt with the same consonants as the word complete or full. Which would make sense, especially with the, uh, the appearance of the patterns that seven has in the Bible. So it's almost as the foundation <clears throat> seven days of creation in revelation it it's there 54 times and you add that to how many times you know sevenfold or seventh are used in in the Bible there's a total of 860 references to the number seven it's it's completion or it's perfection both physically and, and spiritually in Christianity So much that it comes directly connected to the creation you know uh, as you're reading the Bible you realize that the Sabbath the day of rest is the seventh day God created the world in six days and on the seventh he rested And then looking at the Bible, it's it was originally divided into seven divisions. <clears throat> you had the law, the prophets, the writings, the psalms, or the, the writings, the psalms, the gospels, and then you had the epistles, the epistles of Paul, and the book of Revelation. And 
total number of originally inspired books was 49. 7 times 7, or the absolute perfection of the Word of God. <clears throat> now, I find it crazy. Well, not, I, I guess crazy is, is kind of a, a weird thing. So one day I, I looked up, um, you can search it, uh, you Google earthquakes in Turkey, or earthquake map in Turkey. If you look up the images, and I think it's over like a three or three year period or something like that. Um, and it was done by the British Geological Society. There were two earthquakes that were magnitude seven or above. And then the rest of the earthquakes formed the rest of the body of the seven. It literally, the earthquake map makes the number seven. Why is that so... Um, why is that so important? <clears throat> well, here's the thing. One thing that needs to occur in the end times is the destruction of Damascus. With that being said, Damascus will be wiped off the face of the earth, and Damascus is actually a city in Syria, close to Lebanon. You also look at number seven and you go through the book of Revelation. There's the seven churches, the seven lampstands, the seven angels, the seven trumpets, the seven plagues, the seven year peace treaty between the nations and Israel. Seven is a, is a very important number. Now, yes, it is true. There's seven days in a week. And yes, the world was created in seven days. Seven is a very, very important number. <clears throat> that, that being said, you're looking at what's going on now, you look at the book of Revelations, and you look at the past um, prophecies that were made about the end days. And the prophecies have been made since the beginning. believe 
in the Word of God. I really do. I believe that it is a living word. But here's my thing, and it's it's caused me issues in the past. I've lost friends because of my faith, but I will stay by my faith. I've had friends no longer want anything to do with me because of my faith, but I will stay true to my faith. back to the seven-year peace treaty. In March of this year, a seven-year agreement was signed between Israel and the UK. Do I believe that's the seven-year peace treaty? No. I, I, I honestly don't. But I feel it's something that will lead up to it or could lead up to it. I do know as of May 17th, you also have the the Biden administration that is pushing for a Saudi-Israeli peace treaty. It's a seven-year peace treaty. Even now... You have Saudi Arabia and Israel talking now of a seven-year peace treaty. Now, that is part of the Book of Revelation. Now, growing up, I've had a lot of friends that weren't Christian, and I had them say, you know, why would your God, who is supposedly such a loving God, send people to hell? God doesn't send people to hell. And I know it was crazy, right? That God doesn't send people to hell, yet people end up in hell. Let me ask you a question, those of you who are listening, and I want you to think about this. If you had a family member and you said, hey, you know, come, come live with me. We'll make sure you're, you're taken care of. We'll make sure you have a, a place to live. You know, we'll make sure you have a job. We'll make sure you're good to go. You know what? All you have to do is, you know, is live here. And that person rejects the offer. Do you make that person live with you? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't make someone 
be where they wouldn't want to be. Neither will God make you be in his presence if you don't want to be. Is God loving? Absolutely. Is God caring? 100%. But God is a just God. God is not going to force you to do something you don't want to do. God is not going to force you to be in his presence if you do not want to be there. He will absolutely let you stay out of his presence. And how does he do that? Unfortunately, the only place that will be without his presence, the only place that will not have the presence of God, is hell. Eternal damnation is is what it's called. Right? And, hey, you don't want to be around God. Right? You do not want to be in the presence of God. So instead of God forcing you to be in his presence in heaven, instead of Jesus forcing you to be in his presence be around him after he offered peace after he offered eternal life you didn't want it so he lets you go where you're not in his presence how do you do that Jesus made it easy. Well, God made it easy too. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, whoever believes in him, shall not die, but have eternal life in heaven. Whoever believes in God won't die an eternal death, but will live in heaven. believing in him and then there's the Ten Commandments you know I shall not kill shall not steal shall not destroy you know that's easy but the thing we also get wrong with the Ten Commandments is when it says thou shall not kill we think killing anything no 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 that's not what that means thou shalt not murder and then i know a lot of people would be like oh well people in the military that's murder no so there's a difference in murder and being in a war and in having to to kill 
for kill for self-defense. If you have to kill someone in self-defense, that's not going against the word of God. It is murder is what that's talking about. <clears throat> Thou shalt not commit adultery. Oh, that's a big one. That's that's one. I'll be honest with you. That's one that that I didn't realize was as harsh as it was on the guidelines, and I was convicted of that. I had a really bad issue with pornography at one time, and if you lust after a woman, you have committed adultery in your heart. So, oh, wow. That's a big one, huh? You know, not covet your neighbor. Yeah, don't do that. You know, I'm quite happy with where I am. Don't steal. It's easy. Don't steal. No. God did not make it impossible for you to get to heaven. God made it easy. Believe in God. Believe in Jesus. With all your heart and all your soul. You know. God made being a Christian easy. Believe in him. Follow the Ten Commandments. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people think, I have to get everything right. I gotta stop drinking. I gotta stop smoking. I gotta stop drugs. I gotta stop this. I gotta stop that before I become a Christian. If you're serious about it, give your life to Christ. Give your life to God. And God will change you. God will change your heart. Where it's no longer, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta come to God and he will change your heart. And you'll no longer be saying, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, because it will be done. He will change you. I'm living proof of that, guys. I used to drink. Just to drink. I really did. And God changed that for me and I gave that up. You know, I'm, I haven't drank in over six months and I have no need or want for it. I really don't. I don't want it. You know, there's still stuff that God's working on me with and it, it's quite alright. You know, God is, is always going to work on us. Am I the perfect Christian? No. No. No, I'm not. I, uh... I still have my issues. I still have my struggles. No, but God has recently put it on mine and my wife's heart to start a ministry with, you know, the homeless. Where we cut their hair for them because getting your hair cut that will change a man that will change a man give a man a haircut and he feels like a brand new person but
time is running out. And I don't want anyone to go to hell. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. We will know each other. Those of us who are in heaven, those of us who give our lives to Christ, those who are of us who are walking the golden roads, the, the roads paved with gold, those of us in heaven, we're all going to know each other. You know, and what I'm looking forward to above anything is someone walking up to me and being like, hey man, you know, I know you and I don't know how, but on earth, I heard your podcast and I gave my life to Christ. Like, that is, that would be so amazing. If I just reach one person. I've done what God's wanted me to do. If I reach a million, I've done what God wants me to do. You know, leaving the one, or leaving the 99 for the one, to go search for the one, is a parable that's told by Jesus. But before I end this podcast, I want to tell you seven things that Jesus said on the cross. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23:34. And he said to the to them to him, Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23:43. So he told the, the thief on the cross. And he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. It's John 19, 26 through 27. Eli, Eli, Lima, Sebastian, Sebani. I'm sorry. Sebastiani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27, 46. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. John 19, 28. When Jesus had received the sour, the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. John 19.30 Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Luke 23.46 on the cross he only said seven things before he died for our sins and if you ever wonder how to pray Jesus tells us how to pray in the Bible in Matthew 6 19 through 13 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus gave us the building blocks. Jesus gave us the key, what we need to do to get into heaven. Believe in him. Follow the commandments. He taught us how to pray. You know, I pray nightly that at least one person will be reached. And hopefully one person will be. Jesus does love you. Whether you think he does or not. And he doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants you to pick up your cross and follow him. He told Peter that the way he would die the same way that he died an excruciating humiliating death and hung on a cross but instead of hatred he knew that he had told Jesus I would follow you even until the end and he did There's power in the number seven, yes. And in parables and in instructions, seven speaks loudly. The time is running out. And I hope that each and every one of you would realize how close it is to running out and come Because there's a big table. We want to fill it up. Because there is a feast that will happen in heaven. You know, the Lord Jesus. He wants us there. And trust me, you want to be there. Because the other option is, uh, not nice. Anyway, until next time, guys. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.